time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Jesse Cardiff, pool shark. The best on Randolph Street. Who will soon learn that trying to be the best at anything carries its own special risks in or out of the Twilight Zone. Episode number 70 of The Twilight Zone was a game of pool. And, um, Sean, we know that uh, this is definitely not the worst episode of The Twilight Zone that has the word pool in the title. <laughs> we I mentioned just got last over week, my PTSD from last week. Yeah, we mentioned last week that uh, each of us uh, has a uh, like an existential dread uh, that, that we know that this podcast is going to end with the bewitching pool. I think it's the first time I like noticed egregious ADR and I was like eight. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, this sound really isn't syncing up. But by the way, I saw egregious ADR play at Lollapalooza a few years back. <laughs> it was amazing. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, I will never get tired of that joke, by the way. It, no, it, it just it, it gets better so with good. age, really. It's so good. <laughs> uh, so in this particular episode, we're following uh, Jesse Cardiff, who's a uh, he's a pool player. And uh, he's he's in a, uh, a a pool room in Chicago, by the way. Thank you. Shout out to the to the hometown. Uh, so Jesse is uh, is playing pool repeatedly in this uh, in this pool room. And, you know, we're we're led to believe that that's pretty much all he does. In my mind, it's like a room like at the green mill, just like off to the side. Uh, you know, you you could be right about that, except it's on Randolph Street, um, which is uh, it's a it's an east west street mm. that, um, yeah, would go nowhere near there. Well, you know, I uh, exhausted the uh, one out of like four things I can name in Chicago. So. <laughs> it's like, well, like I said, I, I, I like to think it's right by Wrigley Field. <laughs> Ooh, five things. Uh, <laughs> so Jesse is uh, Jesse basically thinks that he's the greatest pool player of all time, except people are always telling him that Fats Brown, who's dead, by the way, mm. um, is better than him. So he's basically uh, saying, you know, I'd, I'd give anything to play one game against Fats Brown. He's a little bitter. Um and it's kind of like the, the watching this for the first time in <clears throat> God knows how many years because I always skip over it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it, like it would be like if LeBron James and, and, and Michael Jordan, even though Michael Jordan's not passed on, um, if 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 they like you know if there was an argument uh, between uh, who was the better one, if you can imagine. Did you see uh, a couple months ago? Uh, Michael Jordan was was being interviewed for something, and he said, you know, like. The interviewer asked, you know, if if uh, if if your Bulls teams played LeBron James and, and the Lakers, who do you think would win? He says, oh, we'd win by a couple points. And <laughs> the interviewer's like, only a couple points? And he says, yeah, we're all pushing 60 now. <laughs> that, That's awesome. I, I love Michael amazing. Jordan. He's yeah. a, he's an absolute sociopath, but I love him to death. <laughs> He, he's an absolute sociopath, but he provides us with uh, entertainment even now. Darn right. And that, that's really all that matters. 
so he hears a voice uh, that says, uh, at your service, and it turns out it's uh, it's Fats Brown, played by the immortal Jonathan Winters. Heck yes. And this is probably, I mean, I don't know, maybe I just haven't seen enough Jonathan Winters stuff. This is like the the uh, the only serious thing I've seen Jonathan Winters do. Yeah, yeah. He, um, and, and he's good at it too. Like He, he really he, is. He's a, he's a he's a great dramatic actor. I I haven't seen him in too many other uh, non comedic things, but um, man, he's good in this. I I, uh, I I unfortunately the the episode is what it is, and that's why I skip over it. Yeah, I, it's literally like if and because they're they're very similar, and they were they were friends and everything. Um, it's literally if if somebody hired um, Robin Williams and said, "We just need you to play it one hundred percent straight." Yeah. No shtick, no nothing. You're not going to be a weirdo. Just 100 percent straight, and he and he did it and nailed it. Just like Robin Williams did very pretty often. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, but I, but I think that even in the uh, even in the serious stuff that he did, like he he, you're you're right, he nailed it. But it seemed like there was always there there was always at least some element of hey, we're going to get some some Robin Williams shtick in oh, here. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a good point. I do like how uh Jonathan Winters gets um I forget his last name. I know that's Fats something. It's, which, it's Fats Brown. <laughs> Fats yeah. Brown. Um I do like how he was summoned in what I assume to be heaven that it's basically like uh Fats Brown, we have another person uh claiming he's the greatest of all time, uh Pool Shark. Um so we're going to need you to go to Randolph Street, Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I I would imagine that's just what heaven is like. Um, and, and and I I always liked how uh, you know when that happens, it's like he, he's just sitting at a at a pool table, like he's not even playing it. He's just sort of leaning up against it, like okay. It's so silly. Yeah. So, do you think there's a room for like every goat? Like, is there like say Tom Brady had passed on at the time? Uh, mm-hmm. Would Tom Brady have a room where he's just kind of leaning up against a goalpost? Uh, would you know um, Michael Jordan be just kind of like sitting in in some bleachers? Uh, well, Michael Jordan wouldn't be. Uh, he he'd be sitting. He actually would be. It w- wouldn't be in the bleachers. It would be like a comedy club, and he's just at a table. <laughs> Because Not at this tipping. point he's at this point he's just a heckler and he's he, he's even better at being a heckler than he was at, at playing basketball. So that that that's really really where he would be. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think that's that's certainly what they're getting at in in this episode. That's the representation of uh, of heaven. So so think I, about it this way: like heaven, if you're the greatest at what you do, heaven is just this this giant cloud with uh, the instrument of your. Of, of your craft there and you just you just sit there and wait for somebody to claim that they're the best hell you get everything you want and that's supposed to be bad so that, that's <laughs> that's how the twilight zone is setting up the afterlife i mean it would be like if there was a uh, a room for like the greatest writer of historical fiction and it mm-hmm. would just be you with a stack of right copies of righteous might right just, just waiting for somebody else to to write something better Buy it now for Beckhart's Press. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what heaven would 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 be like. Yeah. Uh, I, although, so um, there, there was. I, I don't know if you've seen uh, seen the Good Life, the you know the the sitcom. 
Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so I had gotten into that uh, a couple of years ago, and there was literally a moment where there were a lot of weird things happening in in my career. And uh, I literally told somebody because it, it was like right at the time where, spoiler alert, they learn in the good place that they're really in hell. Yeah. And I said, you know what? If somebody designed hell for me, this is a lot. What it would, this is a lot like it would it would be like. It's like if I was dead, you people would tell me, wouldn't you? Uh, they were they were surprisingly silent. So. Um, I, I'm not sure what that means. Um, but uh, so Fats uh, challenges uh, Jesse to a game of pool. Uh, but he says they're they're not going to bet money. They're going to bet uh, his life. Life and death. Which uh, Jesse... Um, you know, there's no details about what would happen there, but uh, so some rando comes up to me and says, you know, says that I'd I'd ask for I'd prod for a little bit more information. But, uh, <laughs> and I realize as we've uh, as we've gone over many times in this podcast, they only have 22 minutes, so it's not like they can spend uh, a, a huge amount of time uh, on on details like this. But I, I feel like somebody says, you know, let's bet your life. I would be asking for a little bit more information. I feel like in every single uh, story about, you know, a bargain, you know, this isn't with the devil, but it it is life and death. um, No one ever asks for like a little bit more information. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how many. uh, Well, I mean, you wouldn't have the Twilight Zone if people went around asking for more information. (laughs) It wouldn't it wouldn't even be 22 minutes. No, no, it, it would be over very quickly. Um, so eventually, after some uh, some poking and prodding from Fats, uh, Jesse does agree to the stakes, and uh, and they start playing. And uh, I I've never played much pool, so I, I just assume that that you know these these guys are, are pretty good at it. I, I see a lot of ball, balls going in holes. So, there's, you know, there's a lot of strategy, uh, especially with the opening break. Yes. Yes, there is. That, that That's actually like, that's half the episode is, is the opening break. <laughs> I just like, it, it takes away, uh, from me, uh, just based on like the, the first couple shots they have, because it would be like, LeBron James and and Michael Jordan like playing a horse or something like that and like or, or doing something and like intentionally messing up like that's not what being the best is about like you, you you try your hardest and you beat them on the on the merits of your talents but like Fats says uh, being the best uh, what takes equal parts uh, luck skill uh, nerve and a fourth thing <laughs> right uh, so maybe he became the best for a reason. Right. And uh, all, all throughout the, the thing, um, you know, Jesse is talking about how much he practices and he's never he's never actually like he quite literally just I don't think he realizes it, but he says, I've done nothing with my life other than play pool, which, <laughs> by, by the way, how's he feeding himself and, and everything? <laughs> he, uh, he says, like, I don't go on dates. I haven't seen a movie in three years. It's like, dog, you got to take you got to take a day off, my man. Yeah, there's a, there's a big world out there. You don't want to end up a, on a on a dirt road realizing it's the afterlife. And, and you true. didn't you didn't do anything. Very true. Uh, which is basically what Fats tells him. You know, he said that he uh, 
he was the best uh, best pool player in the world, but he went out and did stuff. He he traveled the world and and he uh, he he had a he had a gay old time during his life. And um, uh, Jesse seems unmoved by that, and uh, thinks that he's just you know just trying to get in his head. Which, in in fairness, all things considered, I, I'm not sure I can blame him for that one. But uh, yeah, at least now he's suspicious. <laughs> Right. And so uh, it comes the, the game ends up coming down to one easy shot. And, um, you know, Fats, again, trying to get in his head a little bit, says, you know, are you sure you you want to win this? Because, you know, it's 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 a big deal if you do. And uh, Jesse, once again, thinks he's just trying to get in his head, hits the winning shot. And uh, Fats just says, thank you. Uh, because it turns out that the you know, the the weird twist at the end of this particular Twilight Zone episode is that uh, now he gets to just sit by the pool table and on the giant cloud and, and wait for somebody else to say that they're the best. And uh, Jesse's first uh, first uh, job is uh, not to a super cool place like Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> I, you know, Sandusky, Ohio is uh, is where he's going. And, and I, I'm sure we have plenty of listeners in Sandusky, Ohio, and I, th- I think you owe them an apology. I mean, they. I hear they have great car part distributors there. They do. Yes, yes, yes. They do. And, and I'll um, go to Mason's Pool Hall and and sign autographs. <laughs> <laughs> so I. So yeah, I mean, he he I, he gets his comeuppance. I, I guess. I I you know I would be really curious to know how, uh, how he died. Like, did somebody yeah. beat him over the head with a pool cue because he <laughs> lost a bet or something? Like what? How? What? How, what? What did him in? Also, did he actually did he actually see any movies? <laughs> well, also, who gets summoned in those intervening years when Fats is no longer the greatest pool player of all time and Jesse's not yet passed? Well, um, oh, that's a good question. And I don't know. It's just. This might be the most, and this it really isn't saying that much because, like, it, it, it's very, uh, it, it's in the deep minority here. But the the messaging is a little muddled, I think, in this storytelling because it's, you know, it's like, do you work hard and want to achieve your dreams, or do you want to, you know, uh, be careful of what you asked for, or, you know, uh, is there just a hard truth to learn when you come the when you become the best then you have the largest target on your back and you know then that's you know that consumes your life you know or your afterlife so i i don't really know what the takeaway message is here that's true it is a it is a little muddled because you know i think that uh, fats would say hey listen i i lived my life yeah you know he he did i think jesse you know assuming that he continued his uh his weird ways uh, after his, his meeting with fats and didn't go out and see a movie or anything, he would probably think, Oh man, I wasted my life. Cause literally all I did was I played pool now and in the afterlife. Um, the, the, um, <clears throat> I see on this Wikipedia entry here that uh, there was a re <clears throat> there was a remake um, with uh, an alternate ending. I, 
I guess this has the uh, this is like the 1980s version of the Twilight Zone when they remade mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, the original script featured an ending in which Jesse loses the game and yet finds himself still alive. Seeing this, Fats explains that he will die, quote, as all second Raiders die. You'll uh, uh, R-A-T-E-R-S. As all second Raiders die, you'll be buried and forgotten without me touching you. If you'd beaten me, you'd live forever. With that, Fats disappears with Jesse vowing to keep practicing until he is good enough to face Fats once again. That is brutal. <laughs> Wow, that is a brutal like like going outline. I mean, Fats in the original ending, Fats won. He can't just be a, a you know he's a sore winner. Yeah, that that's a yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of glad I never saw that one. Uh, although that <laughs> that wasn't this episode. That was the you know like the, the yeah 80s that's the eighties right? Um, yeah, I mean you know the the eighties were a weird time. Uh, I, I I could see uh, I, I could see the '80s version of that being you know I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you and then I'm gonna you know stomp on your grave. <laughs> um, I do want to know why Fats and Fatty were so common <clears throat> nicknames for pool players or jazz singers. That's a good question, and um, you know I mean the funny thing is like now. You know, literally 90% of the United States is morbidly obese. So it's not like, <laughs> you know, like like he would have stood out in the crowd. Oh, it, he, he, it's the fat guy. Whereas now, like, you'd be pointing at everybody. There's a, uh, <laughs> there's a uh, comedy club here in Huntsville, <clears throat> uh, Stand Up Live. And uh, they have, like, a bunch of old-timey, like, giant photos blown up um from like traveling shows and like circuses and stuff like that and one of them is clearly like come see the fattest man alive and it's like ah, yep like looking in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so i i uh i i'm thinking that uh, this uh you know we're talking about uh, you know other bests you know be- best people in their field yeah but- what their experience would be like. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I feel like this is how Babe Ruth ended up coming and, and appearing to, um, to what's his name in the sandlot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause he, you know, he, he comes out of the closet, no pun intended. And <laughs> uh, uh, like, there's all this smoke everywhere. So yeah, I mean, clearly that's uh, it, it opened like a little portal to wherever this really depressing heaven is. Mr. Jesse Cardiff, who became a legend by beating one, but it was found out after his funeral that being the best of anything carries with it a special obligation to keep on proving it. Mr. Fats Brown, on the other hand, having relinquished the champion's mantle, has gone fishing. These are the ground rules in the Twilight Zone. Tron?